Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Profanity Nation podcast. We are the voice of the professional fan. We are here every Sunday night at 8.30 p.m. for your listening enjoyment. However, tonight's going to be a little bit difficult, guys. Uh, as always, we are joined here by my boy, Money Mike. How you doing? Not so good. Okay, okay. I got to ask, though. Okay. Hey, Stat Pat. Good, hey, you know, but well, we're still in this bitch, though. We're still, we, in. We, we still in here, man. We're still in. We got some talk about that. We got to talk about that. Money Mike, Stat Pat, yours truly, Simsta, as always. So um, we have a great show for you, actually, tonight. We have Marco Nunez, always with the five-minute injury wrap-up. We have a lot to discuss there with uh, AD, of course. Mr. Uh, Glass. We, Mr. Glass. <laughs> Mr. Glass. Uh, and then we'd like to just uh, discuss Luca a little bit here. Um, but then we're going to also get to the Lakers because the Lakers played a game today. And if you weren't watching it, um, it didn't go so well. So uh, let's get started. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. man. All right, let's get started. Yeah, let's, let's go ahead and bring in Marco Nunez. Marco, former head athletic trainer for the Los Angeles Lakers and our resident athletic trainer for the Profanity Nation podcast. How are you today, Marco? I'm doing well, but yeah, there's, there's a couple of things we got to talk about or discuss. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so if I sound annoyed today, man, it's not nothing with you. <laughs> no, I know. Hey, so look, man, this, this dude, AD. This dude, <laughs> let's get so, to it, man. So, so you know, I let me have th- I have three main questions. Do so, you guys got to do any fall training on, on players? Like, you know, how can they fall and not get hurt? You know what I mean? Co- correct. Uh, yeah. So, so, just tuck and roll, man. We're going to get an injury, man. But I, I, I got to thinking, like, what can prevent? Because this guy loves the floor. So is there a way that, that people could fall a certain way where, you know, they can I think they do. Themselves? They teach them how to fall, I'll right? You, I'm, damn, asking, you know, I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking the expert. All right, man. let's go, Marco. Yeah. Now, you now I, I know as far as the falls, I know when it comes to, like, martial arts or, or MMA or stuff like that, I know they do stuff where they do training on how to fall. And also, if you're, like, a stunt person, you actually have to learn how to fall. Um, but not necessarily the falling, it's more the landing. You know, landing mechanics is one of the biggest issues um, that you want to teach basketball players, volleyball players, or athletes in general. You know, everybody, and this is something that I preach uh, to, to young athletes. You know, everybody wants to have their, that, that, that body that resembles like a Ferrari or Lamborghini, but you got to have a proper braking system at the same time. So, landing mechanics is something that you actually do train and have to train as part of your regimen, um, whether off season, in season, not just only, you know, I want to jump higher, but also you got to land at the same time. Okay. All right, cool. So y'all do teach them. So maybe maybe AD didn't take that class. No. So anyway, let's get, let's get to this, this let's get to this growing train, right? So I saw him fall, I saw him grab a strong uh growing. Um, you know, reports are saying good news, he may be available for game five. Um I know I know you didn't you haven't checked him, but how likely is he available to, to be well, how likely is he going to be effective? For game five, not just even if he up. is available, right? Correct. So, so, so the question is, is uh, you know, if there is a muscle strain in that area, and oftentimes any muscle muscular strain is categorized as the first, second, or third degree. Third degree is meaning the, the worst one, and that's the one you want to try to avoid. Um, in this case, it's most likely first degree, or it might even be, you know, technically there isn't anything such as, as a half a degree. But if they're saying he's day to day, it may be something really small, something maybe just kind of bothering him, so to speak. We'll see how he does tomorrow morning. Um, and then maybe perhaps he'll be ready for for uh, uh, game five. Um, now, is it going to be effective? Is it going to move correctly? You know, most likely the training staff, you know, there's ways you can wrap up the groin to try to prevent it from aggravating again. You can also use kinesio tape chops on that on that area to try to kind of let the muscle kind of um, function properly. So there's different uh, sports medicine tips and techniques that you can do to definitely kind of alleviate some of the discomfort on there and help him get on the court. Is it going to be functional? Is he going to be, um, be able to move correctly like he's supposed to? That only, like I say, time will tell. So, could we have this hyperest in the knee too? That I mean, he likes to have every injury in face <laughs> man, you know. So we have this. So we have a hyperest in the knee, and then we also have this growing. You know, uh, I'm assuming that they're going to be trying to work on both of them at the same time, or does one injury, you know, treatment hinder another injury treatment? You know, 
how how's that going to work? Are we just going to work on the one that's we think is most harmful? Well, here's the thing about the body. The way the body works is this thing called the kinetic chain. You can't really just you know dissociate the, from one area to the other. They kind of function like like they're supposed to be like as one unit. You know, everything's kind of linked up. The hips connected to you know like the old the song the the the. The, the hip bones connected to the knee bone, the knee bones connected to the foot bone. Um, so when you're doing rehab, you have to consider all those areas as far as on the part. You can't just isolate the muscle, you can't just isolate the knee because the adductor muscle attaches to the to the knee in the area of the knee. So it kind of goes from the hip to the knee. So they have they kind of coincide together. Um, but obviously one of the first things they're gonna do is uh, look at the muscle. We gotta make sure that he's able to function, he's able to move laterally and rotationally. You know, in the sport of basketball, Besides the hamstring being one of the biggest important muscles because of the explosiveness, the adductor muscle, the groin muscle, because you move lateral, you pivot. Every time you pivot and turn, you're using that, that adductor muscle to stabilize you. So the question is, when he's out there, how is he going to be able to pivot, rotate, and move side to side with the adductor muscle? I have a question for you. Sure. Uh, I, I think this is on everybody's or most Laker fans' minds. Are, are we justified – let me get you here. Are we justified – to 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 feel or think that AD is fragile compared to other players. Just every single time he goes down, everybody's just biting their tongue. Uh, just you know, and it does seem as though he gets injured quite a bit. Um, are we right to think that? And are players like that treated differently, or is that just a perception that we have and it's just not real? So, so when it comes to sports medicine, the, the, like the, the number one indicator for injury with an athlete is previous history of injury. So, you know, whenever an, an athlete comes to us, um, when I was a team, the first thing that I go do is I go look at his history of injuries. You know, what has he sustained? What recurrent issues has he sustained? And then we work on those specific areas. We try to identify what are the, what, what are the compensation patterns? What are the weaknesses? What's going on in his body that, that it's causing these issues? Is he injury prone? Um, you know, it, it's hard to say. Hey, you know, an, an athlete is injury prone. Um, I've not, I've never been a big fan of trying to say that because now you label the athlete, so to speak. And sometimes I personally think it's not fair uh, to to do that or say that. Well, um, wait a minute. This is my set. You go. <laughs> I'm taking it back. Mark. Me and Marco. Hey, so look, we're going to move okay. on with AD because obviously we want to see what happens. But yeah. look, let, let, let's talk about KCP a little bit too. So mm -hmm. we can see, I'm just comparing it when, when we talked to you about CP3 and they said he had a contusion on the shoulder. This dude put some black tape on the shoulder and came back. Can we just put that black tape on KCP and have him? You know, his is a quad, but it's still a contusion. Yeah, so my understanding, I think it's, it's a quad, it's a contusion to the quad, correct? Is that, is that what they yeah, identified? Yeah, contusion to yeah. the quad. Correct. So um, as far as the contusion to the quad, just like any other contusion to the muscle, anytime he uses the muscle, he's going to feel discomfort. So at this point, it's going to be up to KCP as far as how he feels when he moves up and down the court as far as the discomfort. Um, it, it is uncomfortable because it's one of the major muscles that you have to move. It's one of the deceler decelerating muscles as, as far as you're moving. S same incident. Uh, who, who had this a couple of weeks ago? Uh, uh, KD. Remember, KD had that quad, uh, quad contusion. So if it's a quad contusion, it's identical to what KD did, had. Uh, KD came back, what, I think he was off for maybe, what, a week or so, if I'm not mistaken? We ain't got time for that. We ain't got time for that. <laughs> I mean, okay, that black tape, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in two things. So, yeah. the next so game, yeah. that black tape, what's the difference between that black tape and duct tape you know, or masking tape? <laughs> like, right. you know, so, does that black tape do yeah. something? So, so the, the, the black that you see is just great Yeah, what healing property? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone sees it out I mean, there, but the, what is it? He had the black tape on the shoulder. You know, I'm like, you Help me out. Correct. So, so the black tip that you see on players oftentimes on the shoulders, on the knees, on the quads, or anything that is referred to as kinesio tape. And you can do one or two things. You can either inhibit a muscle or you can help provide um, uh, contraction to the muscle. So depending on what you're trying to do to the muscle, you can either help it and assist in the contraction or you can kind of inhibit, meaning inhibit, kind of don't let it contract fully depending on what you're trying to do. In this case, you're going to probably want to put it to trying to assist the muscle to be able to contract and be able to function because the muscle is tight right now because of the contusion and it probably doesn't want to function. It kind of, you know, naturally when you get a contusion, the muscle is going to spasm and it kind of gets tight, right? And we're going to try to kind of work it out and kind of loosen it up. So you can put the tape on there and the goal is to go in and put it. Now, does it help? You know, some players are swear by it. Other players are like, hey, see what it does, but it doesn't hurt to try it. All right. Hey, so look, I have another question. You have to forgive my ignorance, but no, keep going. I never knew that I could get a cervical strain. So if you could explain a cervical strain to me, then that would be great. This is a, a injury that I heard that Luca had. Luca Doncic yes. had a cervical strain. I never knew that. 
me in the way I was born. So you have a cervix? So, yeah, what is a cervical strain? So, to, to in layman's term, if you ever heard somebody have whiplash yeah. okay. from a car accident, that's yeah. kind of like when you get a cervical strain. Okay, that's okay. the most common way for me to describe a, a cervical it's, strain. It's in your neck. Correct. It's in your yeah, neck. Okay, so, cool. I just want to make sure. I want to make sure. All right, cool. So, everybody, everybody has a neck. All right, go ahead. Dude. Correct. So, so, a strain is ideally when you tear some fibers in the muscle. So, anytime you're hamstring strain, quad strain, Achilles strain, it's basically a strain to the muscle. You have muscles in your neck and you have a bunch of uh, the major muscles that you have in your neck called the, tra the trapezius muscle. So, outside that, he probably strained, had a cervical strain, so he probably strained the trapezius muscle in that area. Now, one of the issues I think that I read that he's complaining about is a little bit of numbness and tingling kind of radiating down his his, his head. Um, that's meaning that the, the the muscle that's strained is putting compression on some one of the nerves, kind of similar to what um what's the name? Uh, CP3, right? Yeah, CP3. So 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 Luca probably has a little bit of a combination of a whiplash with a little bit of a stinger in there. That's why he's getting that little radiation discomfort down his hand. All right. Okay. How do you, how do you treat that? Is this just rest or black tape or duct tape or something? So normally you want to rest and rehab it, but in this case, when you're in the playoffs, so you use a duct tape or some kind of uh, yeah. some kind of tape. Okay. <laughs> just tape that up, put some spit on it, a little bit of this no, quick, and send them out. Right, right, cool. Put some dirt on it, yeah. man. Back yeah. out there. The All old right. combine some dirt with the tuck tape, ready to roll. Yeah, right. yeah. Oh, okay. there. Marco, good. thank you for the injury wrap-up. Please, will you let all our listeners know how they can keep up to date with what you got going on? Yeah, you guys are welcome to follow me on Instagram at MarcoANunez17, or you guys can follow and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Evolve Athletic Performance, where I put weekly sports medicine tips of the weeks. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Marco. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Marco. As always. Awesome stuff. Are Man. you satisfied with those answers, Money? I mean, listen, we were educated by him. Yeah, okay. always. So, we do. Yeah, we were, um, we were definitely educated. We're just going to have to see what's going to happen. Um, I have – there was – AD is not the reason why we lost that game, and so we're going to get in there. Okay, we're going to get to that. Hang on. Now, hold. Hold. We have a guest. Yes. We okay. have an actual... Sorry you have something? That. No, no, no. Sorry about that. Okay. There we go. We have a guest that we have to intro. Uh, with no further ado, uh, this guest right here has actually uh, really made uh, some waves here in uh, Lakerland. Um, this gentleman, his name, he goes by the name of Crispy. Crispy with a K, if you haven't heard of him. Crispy is the founder and one of the gentlemen that started the Los Angeles Lakers fan club group in Clubhouse and the Clubhouse app which has grown to over 7,000 members. Mm -hmm. And we, of course, are the official podcast of that app. So without further ado, Ooh. let's go ahead and bring in Crispy. How you doing, Crispy? What's up, Crispy? How you doing? Can't call it, guys. I'm just um, sitting here relaxing, enjoying the show so far. Actually, you guys are hilarious, man. <laughs> <laughs> gotta do it. Gotta man, I'm it. sorry, man. I just gotta do what I feel. Right? Yeah, you know, hey. <laughs> hey, we all got questions, right? Uh, Crispy, so again, Crispy, you are the founder or one of the founders of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club room on Clubhouse. Is that correct? Yeah, man. Um, I actually found uh, I started the club back in, I applied maybe the beginning of the year. And I, when I finally got approved, which was um, January the 31st of this year, um, I founded it along with a few other few other my fellow um, admins. So shout out to all my admin team for helping, you know, start such a powerful movement. It, and it is. It is. Uh, we absolutely love it. If you haven't been in the room, the room is different than every other clubhouse it room is. or lots of any uh, clubhouse rooms. This is not just your typical uh, fan clubhouse room where maybe everyone's screaming and yelling and there's profanity or this or that. No, this room is very organized. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets a voice. Uh, this is a Los Angeles Lakers fan club room. But everybody is respected. So mm -hmm. uh, Toronto Raptors fans, Bo uh, Boston Celtics fans um, in this room, you have a voice and actually the Lakers fans want to talk to you and get your point of view on these items. And uh, you don't get bashed here and you have to take a lot of the credit for that, Chris, because you kind of set the tempo and the uh, personality of the room. Yeah, man. When I, when I first started the club, it was, you know, it was really for personal reasons. Um, I didn't have anyone to watch the game with, um, as far as like um, a friend or a family member, it, it, it was just 
it was different. You know, I, I, I came onto Clubhouse knowing that it was brought into my life to help me be a part of the changing of the world, um, if we want to call it like that. But yeah, man, it, the, the mood is great. We don't allow like hot takes and stuff like that. I mean, everybody, you know, you are entitled to your opinion, but we don't want, you know, any um, disrespect coming in our room or, you know, any profanity either. So keep it clean, keep it good. And um, so, I mean, it's a great show, man. We love it. Yeah, that's one thing I like about um, the um, it's a family show. You know, you got people yeah. that come in there can, you know, and 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 listen and get educated and, and share opinions without you know, having to tell your kids, no, this is not the show for you. You can't really mm -hmm. listen. You can't really be in here. Um, and then I, I, that's why I was, I, it works with us because that's like our brand. You know, we, we like to go ahead and talk sports. We don't have to have a lot of cussing and everything like that. We, we have to play on word profanity nation. Um, but of course, you know, you've been around, you know, why we call ourselves that, but, um, pro fan, you know, and so it just, it just, uh, we do appreciate that aspect, but then also, like I said, the fact that you're able to have the reach that you do right now and, and is growing by leaps and bounds right now. I mean, I think you guys are at what, like 7,000 or over 7,000 followers are growing. Yeah. We're, um, actually we're like, I think we just hit like 7.4. Nice. Yeah. So we it, it's been man, it's been an experience, it, one heck of an experience, man. Um, we probably get like a, a hundred followers maybe every other day or something like that. Um, so shout out to everyone that is following us and you know helping build this um magnitude of we just want to give back to the community. That's the mm -hmm. most important thing here, right? Um, another thing is guys, I, I didn't attend any basketball games growing up as a kid. And that's not something I wanted for any other kids. I, I wanted to help provide a way to send these kids to games, um, you know, that were unfortunate to attend. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, speaking of that, so, you know, I think we, I know I met uh, someone about maybe three weeks ago. You found they were, I think we were out of Fresno. Um, it was a mom and her daughter. They've never been to a Laker game before. Um, I was able to go down there and meet them um, at the game, give them some profane nation gear. And that was one of their first experiences of uh, awesome. watching Lakers. And, and that's what's great about the club is that we, you, we give back anytime we can. And I think we have, um, we're giving back. I think when um, uh, this last weekend we gave away some more tickets, right? Yeah, yeah. We just gave away um, another pair of tickets. We actually had um, Gloria James, the mother of LeBron James, in our fan oh, club. Thank you to that. Um, on Friday, Friday night, she came in for about twenty minutes and spoke about um, you know the the foundation and a little bit about LeBron and you know his upcoming and stuff like that. So it was a you know very humbling experience. Um, so, you know, we wanted to do something nice and we gave away another pair of tickets. Um, we're still actually looking for um, the mom and, and child that we're going to send to that game. So if anyone out there know anybody, feel free to, um, you know, shoot the Profanity Nation a DM or, you know, shoot us a DM at Lakers Nation CH across any platform. Exactly. And I was just going to touch on that. Um, not just this, the room and the group isn't simply just, you know, fans getting together and talking and, and a little bit of banner there. Like you said, you had Gloria James, you've had other guests uh, drop ins. Obviously, that's kind of the, the point of Clubhouse is that anyone can kind of drop in. So um, mm -hmm. it's really becoming a place, but it's becoming a place to to learn and, and to, to get some really quality information. Uh, some of the people, you know, we've had uh, some of the, the people that are very associated with the, the, the clubhouse room. We've had his guests on here prior to yourself and yeah. um, they're just amazing. I mean, really smart people. Yeah. That's I mean, one thing about them, man. You know, you're going to make a point. You got to be a good one. I mean, yeah. You, better, you know, yeah, you, don't you, just throw you can't say, Hey man, I don't like the Lakers. We're like, okay, so why don't you like the Lakers? And, and, and it has to be a, well-rounded point. We could disagree, but it has to make sense. You better not, bring it. If not, you're gonna get you're gonna get eight up. We're like, what are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, you better bring it. That's yeah. for sure. You'll get eight up in a very nice yeah, way. Yeah, you're not, you're not gonna get cursed out. <laughs> you're gonna get eight up with but, facts. Yeah, because he, if um, I guess I guess it kind of happens in every room. You know, we'll have a conversation going on, and then somebody just blurt out something. 
you know, that kind of like stops the room and we're, you know, you know, everybody looking at their phone, like, okay, what? <laughs> you got our attention, uh, attention now. So yeah. where do we, we go from you now? Know, yeah. You better, you better make a point. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Crispy, uh, what plans uh, or what do you have in store for the room or the group? Uh, I know you work really hard, really hard at cultivating this room. Uh, what do you have in store? You're just going to keep it going strong. I mean, it, it's growing like crazy as it is. Yeah, man. Um, so we have a lot of interesting things that we want to start doing. We um we actually want to start giving um, you know, donations to charities, whether there's you know, single mother charities or um missing children charities and stuff like that. Um, we want to help in the community. You know, we have admins based around the country and um both the west and the east coast. So we just we definitely want to be a huge part of the community and giving back. Um, you know, we are a grassroots family and we want to keep it that way and we just want to pave a way for everyone that's coming up behind us um you know to know to to, to do the right thing basically um it's a lot of corrupt and ugly in the world man and we just want to change it to be honest um i love the lakers <laughs> all my admins love the lakers and we also want to have special um events on clubhouse throughout the summer um touching like the music aspect so I went to a music school and we're going to have a few different artists come to Clubhouse and perform and stuff like that. Maybe a few day concerts. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Yeah. I love it. You're always always thinking crispy. Uh, crispy, you're going to stick with us for the entire show, right? We've got a lot to talk about with the Lakers. Great. Okay, so so everybody, don't go anywhere. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, always, again, support our Let's sponsors. But um, before I go, I, I did get the chance on Friday to go to an event and this was supposed to be a beautiful event um there was a new kobe mural uh, being unveiled in hollywood um and it was supposed to be a great event so uh when we get back i'm going to tell you how that went because it didn't exactly go as planned unfortunately <laughs> yeah. we'll be right back don't go anywhere be sure to visit the pure life alternative wellness center for all your 420 needs they have everything from baby jeters to stizzy cartridges, fuzzies, pre-rolls, great deals on eighths, raw garden diamonds. They have your gear. They have Papa and Barkley relief patches. After a hard workout, you need those CBDs. You know that. They have plenty of edibles to choose from. Be sure to hit up the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. All right. Thanks for sticking around. Uh, you are watching or listening to the Profanity Nation. We are the voice of the CBDs. professional fan. CBDs. CBDs. You, you know you need those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <Somebody>. <laughs> Again, Profanity Nation. Uh, we are here with Money Mike, Stat Pat, yours truly, Simsta. And we have our guest here, Crispy, the founder of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club room on Clubhouse. Uh, okay. So before we left, I, I told you that I did get a chance to uh, go. We were supposed to cover the unveiling of this new Kobe mural at uh, the Dolby Theater, which used to be Kodak Theater. That is, if you're not aware, that's the theater in Hollywood where they hold the Oscars every year. It's right on Hollywood Boulevard by Grauman's Chinese Theater across from the El Capitan, and it's right there in the heart of Hollywood. And um, we went there, <laughs> and uh, we were supposed to cover the unveiling of this beautiful mural. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Brian Peterson painted this. And it, it, absolutely amazing. However, it didn't quite go down as planned. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Don't don't make any jokes. Yeah. I'm not All right. Making any jokes. So um upon it, it, it got postponed. And it, that's it, what we're talking it about. It got postponed. Unfortunately, there was a um person um that wasn't very happy that had positioned themselves on top of the building and uh was threatening to jump. So they postponed oh. the event. It had nothing to do with the mural, it had nothing to do with Kobe Bryant, but it was supposed to be a very beautiful event with the unveiling. And unfortunately it did not go down. However, it is being rescheduled for next Thursday and Profanity Nation will be there. We'll bring you. And some that's one thing I'm happy about. Yes, because I cannot make it last week. you'll be able to make it this week. So that's good. So, so we will bring you some video. We're going to go ahead and go ahead and have an interview with the artist Brian Peterson, and uh, we'll show you the unveiling. So that is now rescheduled for that's Thursday, but we will be there. Okay, so let's move on to the topic of today for sure, guys. All right. So uh, what we're about? We're about the Los Angeles Lakers. Come on. So. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, they played a game today, right? I think they did that. I mean, yeah. they were in uniform. They were in uniform. I mean, right. is it, am I wrong? Didn't we like do the show last week 
and then fools lost again. Like then they lose last week. They won game one. And yeah. then like we came back and we like I'm I wanna have a good like Sunday where we come like right. we're all happy and you know and then wait until the middle of the week and go ahead and win two games. You know, and then we come back on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I was like, then, okay, you know we figured it out. Yeah, you, we're good. Yeah, because see, last week, if you guys remember, I was, I was complaining about our boy Drummond because I felt like mm-hmm. he was too slow. Yep. You know, and, and he came out game two. He was running as fast as everybody else. <laughs> All right, cool. He heard you. Cool, cool, Drummond. He's I, listening. I, you know, you out there, you doing it now. You you at the same speed. Let's go ahead and rock this. And then, you know, you know, we did it again, you know, game three and then game four. <laughs> It, it was just it, it, we everybody slowed down today. You know, um, uh, it was a lot of pressing. I, I felt you know LeBron was definitely doing what I've been asking him to do. Um, you know, go you know affect the game. You know, get in the hole. But look, I don't understand why Montrez Harold is not playing. You know, he's an energy guy. Um, no injury to speak of. No injury to speak of. We have our guy uh, Gasol, which is okay. He's doing good. <laughs> well. He's, he's he's making playing three well. shots. He's playing well. He's not getting rebounds because it seems like he's just standing in one place and reaching for. Yeah, he's playing well. He's not putting a body on anybody, you know. So he he you know he's he puts his hands up and hope the ball lands in his hands. I need somebody who's going to move somebody who's going to jump who's going to do the putback. That they have to account for. It. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, that I need to, that. Why is Montreal Harold not playing? That's my question. What what you, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go. go what go. do you think, Crispy? What's going on with Montrez? Um, I just feel like he's not it, – it's a coach's decision. You know, at the end of the day, it's not Montrez's fault that he isn't playing because uh, I'm pretty sure if we left it up to him, he, he'd he play every minute of the game. Um, I love his game. I love the energy that he brings to the game. And he definitely need to be out there a lot more than he is or has been in the past few games. Um, Gasol did show some upside today, which I really like. Um, but if AD have to sit this, this next game out, I believe Montrez will have a big game. Yeah, I mean, I think he's definitely going to have to. I mean, um, but there's people ahead of him that's playing that I don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stat. One thing I, I noticed about, you know, we were, we're talking about who should be playing or who should get more playing time. But um, one thing that's standing out to me um, when I'm watching these games against Phoenix is that where's the where's the um, physical, the intimidation factor, or wh- who is that guy that's going to step up and bring that attitude to the team? We had a couple of guys last year, and I don't like to always go back to last year's team because last year's team is last year's team. Different. However, we did have that when things did go left. We had, you know, we brought in the muscle, and we mm-hmm. were able to go ahead and get ourselves back on track with our intimidation, and we did that a lot. This time, I'm seeing the Phoenix Suns do a lot of little chippy, little, you know, little cheap shots here and there. And it's like, really, the Lakers are not being able – they're not matching that. Not saying you got to get dirty, but at the same time, we are all in a playoffs, and we know playoffs bring physicality. And so if we're not matching that physicality with them, I don't know who's going to be that one right now. And like you said before, this is where I think Trez ties in. Because Trez is not going to allow that to stay and be on his watch if he's in the game. Fools is just out there hacking and fouling. Like he's not going. It's not going to happen. So when you have him on the bench, that's what I think is missing. I know his game, his points, rebounds, and everything like that. However, we need attitude on this court. We don't have it now. Hey, Crispy, uh, you know, in the bubble, Vogel did very similar. There were players that just disappeared. Uh, you didn't see yeah. Dwight Howard in round three. I mean, he he seems to be. Vi- I mean, we know he's defense minded, but he seems to be. I mean. He gets his mindset that these are the best players for this series, and he kind of sticks with it. Uh, it seemed to work in the bubble. We need faith. Do we just get faith in Vogel? Is that where we're at at this point? I don't know, man. It, it, it's real unfortunate too, and it happened in the, you know during the regular season um, that he was pretty iffy with like the minutes and stuff like that. Um, I felt like um, McKinney should have played a lot more. You know, I really like the way he shoot the ball and. Um, and this series in particular, I feel like Ben Mclemore should be playing a lot more minutes, because um, I feel like he could, he could knock down some big threes for us. Um, so it, it really, I, I think Frank really has to wake up and smell the coffee right now. Um, start Gasol, bench Drummond for right now, and um, get these role players going early in the game. You know. See, for me, one thing about coaching is, you know, it's it's about feel to me. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. if you have your starting lineup and on your game plan. 
you know, somewhere down the game, probably around second quarter, you kind of have a feel of where it's going to go. And if you feel like they don't, they're not getting the energy, you know, you need to get an energy guy in there. You know, um, you got it. You can't stick to what you, your game plan is because you have to make adjustments. Like if AD gets hurt, you know, then you have to make adjustments for that. Um, But what you can't do is bring a guy in the fourth quarter and, you know, and and give him two, three minutes to expect them to, you know, automatically be like a light switch to turn on, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can just see the frustration on his face. I'm sorry. I'm just stuck. No, on, it's true. All of us chest. are frustrated. I'm just like, you know, I feel like we could have had a better chance to win that game if if the coaching decisions were, were different. The rotation. the rotation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you were saying that we were, we were just talking about the Montrez situation. We can just pivot on to the other elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. And I know um, Marco did not want to call him injury prone, but I'm gonna just say it right now. My man AD is injury prone. Right. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be the one to say it. Fragile. I've seen him beforehand. It's not the first time. Right? I hope people realize just like his Laker career is not his career. Like he's had like at least seven, eight, seven years or yeah. six years with with New Orleans. We've seen him go out on the weirdest injuries, and so. The problem I'm having right now with a Anthony Davis, not not with him because he is who he is, but I've never seen or the Lakers have never invested so much into a player that is so unreliable. He needs to be there every day, and when he is there every day, he needs to bring that energy, and he needs to give you 30 and 10. That's the criteria. That's what you're getting paid $40 million for. If, you, if you're always on the floor, you're always getting hurt, you're not able to give me my 30 and 10. So I'm trying to figure out now – what are we going to do now? I mean, look, maybe I'm, this, this 2-2 series is not out of the game. I mean, obviously, we got a lot of basketball to play. But at the same time, it is a little disconcerting when I'm seeing the dude always some nagging injury is here. This is growing now or is, uh, you know, the calf strain or a hyperextended knee or he got a calf strain or his Achilles hurt or this is the, it's just like a laundry list of injuries. And I'm like, dude, who don't who else on the team got these injuries other than? So uh, you're absolutely right. And and like we told uh, or talking with Marco, every time he goes down, everybody kind of. Uh, yeah, um, I, I'd love to hear from Clubhouse. If you don't mind money, Mike, I'd like to see uh, what they think. It, it, you know, let's go to Clubhouse. Uh, the question I have for them there is, is is A.D. too fragile to be the Lakers superstar moving forward? Is it is it too risky to build the team around this superstar as great as he is? I'd love to hear what uh, Clubhouse has blink to say. Your, blink your mic if you have something to say. Allison, love to hear what you got to say. Hey, hey, Money Mike. Hey, guys. Um, listen, the best ability is availability, and AD has fallen short. And that throughout his entire career, I took a list, a look at the list of all the careers that have nagged him throughout his career. And I was absolutely stunned at how exhaustive it was. Mm-hmm. I feel like we bought a car and didn't look at the Carfax. You know, <laughs> I that the narrative was that he was injury prone, but I just didn't understand the extent to which it was. Um, and I'm very concerned. Like, I know we're, we're going to be okay this year. We're going to win a championship. But I'm thinking about that post-LeBron era mm-hmm. that I, we were all really excited about with AD. And I got to tell you, like, I'm not – he's 28 years old right now, um, and the injuries have just been so exhausted. I just wonder, where does this end up? Because mm-hmm. what you don't want is a guy who's out for the season, um, you know, and, and now we're just – you know, we're back to lottery basketball. Because mm-hmm. all of our money's held up. I money. agree. Anyone else? Uh, anybody else want to have a comment? Anyone else in Clubhouse? All right. All right. Well, let's keep on going. Okay. So um, – Okay, so so obviously we're all concerned. Uh, the Lakers and Rob Palinka have some thinking to do. Uh, there is no other AD. There is no well. Let's just get this guy then, or let's get no. there. There is no replacement for AD. That's why we won the title last year, and that's why we went out and got him. But yeah, I mean the Carfax. I mean, great point. Right. I mean because I, I see a Grant Hill. You know what I mean? Like the guy that that. Oh my God, he could have been a Hall of Famer. And he just always was hurt. Just it was just always something. And you, you're just like, damn it, like <laughs> you know. I mean, and that's and that's where, like uh, you know, like Allison said, you know, I'm looking at the same list, and right. I'm telling you, like yeah. I'm saying, like I'm looking at the New Orleans list. I'm looking at that, like, oh, y'all had to deal with that. We don't even know right. about this. We didn't know about this, you know. And and these are big time injuries 
that he had. But then we're talking about the small nagging with the day to days, the you know, the one to two weeks kind of injuries that he's been constant dealing, dealing with. And so and even in this playoffs, it's just so the thing about when, you know, something about when you're with the Lakers. Everything is magnified, and so you now everybody is paying attention to it. Now, before everybody used to call you, you know, uh, injury prone. Now everybody know you're injury prone because now it's put on front street. So, so that's where I'm like, I'm like just like Allison. I was that's why I said what I'm saying because I yeah. am really worried about the money invested in AD. Not saying he's not worth it. I'm just saying if he's not there, he's every only day, worth it healthy. I need to get my I need to get my money's worth, and my money's worth it, bro. You need to give me that thirty and ten every night, and I need you to have that stuff working at you know in you know the first minute in the first quarter. So that's just me. So so here's the question. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know what we got with AD for Game Five. Now, w- what is going to be the lineup, and what are we going to do to be able to win a game? With that is my question. I with want, the assumption of not having AD. Exactly. I wanted to go to Crispy. Crispy, what do we need? Against the Suns to win without AD. Without AD, um, first we need to come out, you know, and punch them in the mouth and bring that energy. You know, we need to come out and be that forced uh, offense. I feel like our offense been lagging um, the past few game, couple games here, and I feel like LeBron needed to come out and just show everybody who King is. To be honest, if he comes out and you know give us like a 40, 10 and ten game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we walk away with the W. Um, as far as AD, <laughs> I think he need like a, a whole milk diet at this point. Bro. Um, you know, <laughs> you hop on the milk. You know, Doesn't the bones are fragile. He um, needs some milk. Money, shouldn't LBJ, shouldn't LeBron be able to carry this team without AD past the Suns? Now, I know they're, they're second place, and I know that, but – Shouldn't when when you look on paper, shouldn't LBJ be able to carry this team past the Suns without AD? You know what? Look, I'm, I I must admit, LeBron's been doing great. I mean, he's he he been making his shots in the last two minutes of the game and and still in the game. So yes, he definitely should be able to, um, you know, be take that ball and and drive and and. But we, here's the thing. We we gotta have Caruso make shots. We gotta have Macklemore make shots. We gotta, you know what I mean. But role he players. has to be. Yeah, we had. We need those role players to do that. We need Kuzma. Kuzma, hello, sure. Kuzma. Man, can you can you can man. you do something? Not, like, not who's there. Not right, Kuzma. Man, for real. Did you? <laughs> I mean, did you guys see that play though? Like, did you see? Did you see Caruso? Uh, you know, Caruso went. I mean, out of you off the backboard, <laughs> and, and and I mean, LeBron just slam dunked it right. Next play down, kids. You know, I don't know if y'all saw the game, but next play, down, next play, Caruso steals the ball, right? Throws it, throws it to, uh, to Kuzma. LeBron's on the other side, and Kuzma hits the rim. Right next play. I mean, it literally was like you have a chance to do the same thing I did. And this dude hit the side of the rim instead of alley You know what? With that, Kuz- I can't handle that. Kuzma's been underwhelming, but you know what's strange about that? And I wonder, Chris, this just came to me. I still don't blame Rob for keeping Kuz, though. He was the the piece that you wanted to keep for this team, even mm. though he he's not exactly panning out as of yet. We still feel he can, but um, I don't blame Rob. Do you blame Rob for making that decision and keeping Kuz? I, I don't blame him either. I, I feel like Kuz came a long way, you know. <laughs> if you think back from when Kuz first came into the league, his game has really elevated, if you ask me personally, especially on the defensive side. Um, he makes a lot of defensive stops on key players at the right time. So um, I don't think he, you know, it was a it was a bust at all. Um, now, do I think Kuz is still going to be there coming into next year? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> back to that play that Money Mike was just speaking about. <laughs> It was literally the same exact play on the opposite side. Right. Um, all he had to do was either make the layup or throw it off the glass, and he hit yeah. below the rim. So it, it would have been like amazing if you would have done. That. Yeah, I but, say yeah. I agree, man. Yeah. It's to answer your question about Kuzma, you know, he's one of those guys that you look and you see all that potential, and you, and, and but when I'm afraid of that, he's never going to meet up to that potential. Mm-hmm. That's what scares me. About Is Kuzma. it just this team? Under LBJ, no. Put, I would, put I him on the that. Knicks with with uh, Randall. Oh um, no! I, I mean, I, I think it's Kuzma. Yeah, okay. I honestly think it's that's Kuzma. fair. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm with you guys. I think it's um, 
you know when you see a, a guy that put up like you know stats on a bad team, mm-hmm. like he's just filling it up. Man. You're like, damn, that boy's a twenty point game, yeah. like twenty points a game. Like he's Kevin just killing Lee. it. Yeah. Like he's really killing it. Yeah. And then you put him around, like, okay, now you're now have to be, you know, do what you do, but you have to be now more efficient, and you have to play within the context of an offense and and produce at a high clip. And if he's not getting the shots up and the shots are not falling. We we saw in the regular season he was pretty good on defense and he was worrying doing his rebounding. I don't know where that's at because he's not attacking the glass at all like he used to. So I don't know what's going on with that. And then also I know we were talking about p- players and who could come in. Where's Morris? You know I need I need like I said I need I need some energy. I need some attitude. I need, we're going to go into a hostile environment. Some dogs. We need dogs on the court now. And if AD can't play, we need some people out there that's ready to get dirty. Not get dirty as in physical and just I mean talking like just. Get you know, get grimy. Let's this let's grind yeah. our way to an 89 88 win on the road and walk up out of there laughing. You know what I'm saying? Like, just let's just go out there and win the game, you know. And how are we going to be able to do that? It's not going to be flashy. I can tell you right now, it's not going to be flashy. And so, they need to go ahead and get that, you know, taken care of. All right. Well, we've got a great show going here. We're going to continue. We do have to maybe take one more quick little break. Um, before we go, I, I, what we're going to talk about when we get back, I have a question here. I want to know, did, did Pat Riley make the mistake of his career this last offseason? Did, did Pat Riley make the mistake <laughs> that will stick with his legacy through his career? We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. You're watching or listening to the Profanity Nation. We'll be right back. The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Hey, we are back. Profanity oh, Nation. Hey, Christy, you know, the re- only reason why we have that still is because you like it. <laughs> you like to find on you, right? It's hey, on you. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know it's like you. that song, man. Once you hear it all that time, you start singing it. Yeah, that's it. It gets stuck in your head. All right. Um, so I, I, this is a serious question now. Okay, Pat Riley. Pat Riley's known not only as one of the greatest coaches of all time, but he would be considered a very, very good executive. That's for sure. But the Bucks just swept the Heat. Now, that in itself, eh, it is what it is. However, Pat Riley had a chance to get James Harden, and all he had to do was pull the trigger on Tyler Hero and put him in the deal, and he said no. You know, you know that's really interesting, and I'll tell you why. Because if you think about the deal that they did for Shaq and Dwayne Wade, they said no, but they said that they would have pushed for Dwayne Wade. Lakers could have See, that's Dwayne the Wade. problem with it. Don't talk about that, John. Right. I'm telling you, I'm mad about that. <laughs> right, right, right. You know what I mean? But Are you so, serious right now? I'm no, going to give you Shaq. You ain't going to give me my, your future? Right. Are you serious? Right, right. But see, so it's that I, I think he probably was thinking along the same lines. That maybe he Tyler Hero, which I didn't see, but it was probably his point way, you know, because you know, and, and that's that's the only reason. Other than that, yeah, you got you got. We'll get right case. to you, Pat. Let's so, go to Crispy. Crispy, what do you think? You know Pat Riley well. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> out of ship Hero to, to Mars, quick as quick as ever, man. It, I how you passing James Harden? Like, if I if I can get James Harden, I'm getting James Harden. I don't care sure, if I trade two, three players. That's a you know that's a once in a lifetime type of player, um, you know to come to your team and perform. I'm getting James Harden, man. And what um what what Bam and Jimmy did in this playoff series is not elite. Um, no, I'm going to get James Harden. Yep. Um, I mean, you know, Jack Harlow is no longer going to ask for Tyler Hero services at this point. I mean, he doesn't yeah. want songs. You don't need, you, know, <laughs> you don't need any, fix your own jumper, bro. You ain't going to fix my jump. Fix your own jumper at this point. Yeah, definite <laughs> sophomore slump for Tyler Hero, too. So it, it didn't look great for Pat. But, no. but here's a question, though. How, how do you think if Harden would have gone over there, how he would have handled that militant mentality over there? 
at this point i mean we we gotta put the ball in the hole in the hole man you know what i'm saying like yeah. you could be all me mugging but if you're jimmy butler you mean mugging but you having the game that jimmy butler's having in this series it, you know that's that's gonna dissolve man that's, that, that, that's gonna dissolve man he you know what you call is now the man not you i mean he's okay. just not the man all okay. right so so riley we're all in agreement huge mistake uh and we'll follow him through his career we'll see what it does in the end but it's going to follow him i don't think it'll erase everything he's done but it'll follow him okay next uh philly looks great guys philly looks really good i'd like to know um crispy we'll go to you first philly is it doc or is it just maturity it's maturity i think the the quarter team been around for quite some time and you know they got a lot of vets in their team mm-hmm. and um um vets vets are going to know how to play with each other um a lot better than younger guys if the chemistry isn't 100 percent um so shout shout you know hats off to the vets over there in philadelphia um i feel like they're you know got a very strong um foundation there something good going yeah the process is starting to pay off yeah i I love the fact that you know i love the um the seth curry pickup i mean i just i just love the what he brings to that team um and b obviously is the guy ben simmons you know is balling out i mean he's playing a lot better you know i mean it might be you know we work for series to series and see how it works but um um yeah the philly does look good uh i i want to see though when they play you know the next round what's (laughs) what's that gonna look like you know um but yeah I, i i say also um even though we can't really tell how good Milwaukee, but Milwaukee took that series serious. I mean, series seriously. I, can, I don't know. Yeah, they're not messing around. They're not messing around. Um, um, and the fact that you saw how they came out and pretty much smashed every game by 20. Um, you know, I'm looking at it. To me, it's not a cakewalk for Brooklyn. Everybody thinking that it's not going to be a cakewalk for Brooklyn. Brooklyn is going to have to win these two series. If they play against Milwaukee, I agree. if they play against Philly, they don't have to beat them. They're I not going to be none. It's not going to be flashy. So my question is, we kind of expected semi sisters to beat Wizards, right? So how yeah. much adversity do they actually go through? You know, I mean, you right? Know, we we have a team. I mean, we know Westbrook is great. We love him. We know have Bill not been here. tested, but you know, they literally had to fight into the playoffs. You know, they're uh, okay, below average team in comparison to the other ones. So how much adversity does semi sisters have to go through? I mean, they're not even going to get. I mean. Judging by the Knicks and the um, and the in the Hawks, you know, series, I don't know if they're going to get tested in that series. Yep, I mean, so whatever. to be honest with you, then and we're not going to know until who they the are until they get to the conference finals. Okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, because he, we all know that Doc Rivers is listen the most overrated coach in the NBA. Absolutely. <laughs> and, 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 Sorry, but here's the thing: I'm inspired by him. Though. We're going to do this together. We're going to we're going to band together. He don't run no plays. He just you know inspires us. Yeah, we're going to go and we're going to do it. What, what, but what play do we run? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's the only problem. Yeah. He just roll the ball out. Just do what yeah. you do. do, yeah, what you do. Yeah, yeah, y'all supposed to know this because we're going to do this together. <laughs> and that's good enough. Uh, next, okay, as we're moving on back to the Western Conference, guys, uh, the Clippers, who weren't looking so great, they actually came back and they played quite strong tonight. Uh, took out Dallas, but of course, we know that uh, our Somebody boy Luca has has, has has a. We didn't know <laughs> that he could have that, but now you do know that he could possibly have that. Um, so, uh, Clippers, uh, are you monitoring the Clippers at all, there, Crispy? Not <laughs> to be honest, not really. That's um, fair. I haven't watched. I watched one of their one of their games to be honest, and um, I, I honestly feel like Lucas is going to be too much for them at the end. They don't have any answer for him, and um, they they got it. They snuck away with this past win that I don't think they should have won. Um, but yeah, hey, they need, man, they need, we, we wait boy, to see. We wait to see. Need help. Who's that, Luca? I mean, yeah, he needs some help, man. Porzingis, man, come on, yeah, man. Yeah, Porzingis, no, I mean, he's he's a unicorn. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they called they used to call this guy the unicorn. Yeah, yeah. like this guy was like going to be. I, I was the, disappointed. The, the next one injuries, injuries again, though. And then, here, but here we go. He, he's another potential guy. Yeah, he yep. had. I mean, the dreaded P word. He, he was. I mean, he was the steal of the draft. You know, like oh yeah, no question. Yeah, supposedly. <laughs> and you know, this is what we have now. You know. Okay, so, uh, crispy. We have a 
a topic we'd like to get to. Uh, it's a little bit ugly here, and I, I'd like to just get your take on it. And then I would like to go to Clubhouse and get uh, the the fellow fan take on this. Um, there's been a lot of ugliness. Games and fans are back in the stadiums and arenas, and there's just been a lot of ugliness by fans. Um, we heard, of course, there was popcorn thrown on Russell Westbrook. Uh, Trey was spit on, I believe. Um, Utah fans were banned for racial remarks um, against John Morant's mm-hmm. parents. Um, and then now recently, what is the newest one money you heard? Was it a bottle or something? Yes. Um, somebody threw a bottle at um, Kyrie. So someone threw a bottle at Kyrie. Uh, this is just ugly. There's no room for this at all. Uh, I don't understand why there's the huge uptick. Uh, maybe everybody's been, you know, stuck in their house and they're acting a fool. Uh, Crispy, it's just ugly. What do you think about it? Hey, you know what? I, I said the exact same thing. I was like, you know, it could be everybody been locked down for, you know, the last, what, 15, 16 months. But then I was like, you know, there's no excuse excuse for stuff like that and behavior like that. Um, people are human and people just don't realize how much composure that these athletes have day in and day out, you know, on the court. Um, they get name called every day, I'm pretty sure. And they get hated on because of their, you know, their greatness. Like who hates some people because they're so great. Exactly. Um, the yeah, greatest there is. Yeah. There's no reason for it. Haters, it's uncalled for. Totally. Yeah. Um, let's go to Clubhouse and just see if anyone has any thoughts. Does anybody have any thoughts over there in Clubhouse? You know how to get them going. Go ahead and blink your mic if you have something to say about the um, fans, yes. fan abuse. There we go. Okay, Allison, let's go. And then, then Alan Nets. Yeah, I want to echo everything that Crispy said. I don't think that we can ignore, though, the uh, racial element. You know, I hate to take it there, but um, mm-hmm. to spit on a human being um, the way that you must see that person has got to be really, uh, really low. And mm-hmm. I think Kyrie has brought this up. Other players have brought it up. Um, but, like, to treat players like animals, um, we can't ignore the racial component behind that and uh, be clear about, like, who has been targeted by this, the racial abuse that John Morant's family got. Um, it's just unacceptable. And it's not enough to say fans are, you know, acting a mess now that they're outside of the house. Like, we've had this even before this year. Um, this was a problem that Russell Westbrook was talking about. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you know, that's the thing, though. Like, you, you pay all this money, you know, uh, to come to the game. And you want it's okay to boo. It's okay to... That's the fun, of course. Yeah, to taunt, you know. Like, I loved it. Like, when Beat L.A., you know, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, the, the high school, yeah. But, but, personal, but listen, I, I could... If, if, if I see a Celtic walking down the street, I'm like, man, I hate your team, but I'm not about to go try to sock him or throw some at him. Throw a drink on his head. You know what I mean? So you need whatever you would do to a person in his face when when you're not in a crowd and, and you think you can't get caught. That's what you need to do in the stadium, you know. You said, um, uh, Alan, yeah, I, I'd Alan, like to, to see if Alan, Alan, do you have any thoughts on how we can maybe help curb this type of situation from happening? Yeah, I'm I'm curious whether the instances of these things are, are getting more frequent or if it's just being documented. Um, right. And, and people are getting called out for it. Um, I think the only way to really curb this is 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 by giving people consequences you know i think i think these fans are reckless um they think they they are whatever season ticket holders and they have a stake in what they can and can't do and and um i think that's just not okay i think to to really um give fans a sense of consequence you gotta um um, maybe put out more uh, guidelines, documentation, um, and even like, like you know, in the in the jumbo trying, give give people warnings about the consequences of doing some things. I think losing your season ticket uh, membership is is obviously one, but I think people people are just reckless, and I, I really do think the instances of verbal abuse is has not gone up. I mean, it's pretty well known, and that you know, in Boston, um, the and Boston, and even in Utah, like Utah, yeah. there's a lot of. Yeah, there's a lot of racial uh, slurs that's always been thrown at players, and, yeah. and I think it's just being documented more. So I think there's just no, not no consequences really been given. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I I, I, I can agree um, um, to a point on that uh, when it comes to the verbal um, element to this. Uh, when you know, you know, hurling racial slurs 
ad players, I know it's been happening for, I mean, as long as I remember. Bill Russell right? didn't want to so back. we know yeah. that's happened. Um, the, the, where it's gotten to the point where I don't think it's not just because it hasn't been documented is that you really can see everything that's happening right now on TV. Like the, the popcorn being like, that doesn't happen all the time. I haven't really, I watch a lot of basketball. Don't mm-hmm. see that happening to people walking down. I don't see people getting spit, spat on. Most you know, often, most, yeah. most, I don't see that. You know, I don't see all of this stuff. Now, back in the day, there used to be, I think, in like uh, a game uh, in NFL where I think with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns, they were throwing batteries at them. You know, mm-hmm. and why they were going to the table. And that was like big news because of the fact that was the interaction of the fans and the players. One thing I'm also, um, you know, when it comes to the fans and their interaction is the 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 audacity of these fans, like the sense of entitlement, like yes. they can do what they want to do with not without fear, with impunity. And and that is the problem that I'm going to have. Like we're talking about consequences. I mean, getting somebody banned is one thing, but we need to put people on front street. We need to go ahead and blast them out. We need to go ahead and show everybody is just like because like like LeBron said, had it been the shoe on the other foot, oh, we would have had all kinds of consequences. I mean, you know, it would have been if 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 yep. Westbrook would have went up in the stands and hit somebody because of what happened, or to if him, he grabbed some popcorn and dumped it on a fan, they would have been twisted on him oh, yeah. and said how, how he has to be more composed than that. But we don't say anything about that when it comes to the fans, and so in in until the league really starts trying to protect their players. You say you care about the players, protect your players. You say, they're, you know, they're your biggest asset or whatever to your company, protect them like that. Don't let them get to the point where they're treated now. Cause after a while, what, I mean, what are you showing? What are you, by not protecting these players, you're not showing that you really have their best interests and their at heart. And so that's what I, I'm, you know, when, when yeah. Alan brought up the jumbotron, yeah. I was like, yeah, show the fans face on the jumbotron. Well, yeah. <laughs> see, you do. That's, that's what see, I was see, thinking. That's what you do. Because see, what happens is when you go and say, okay, I'm a band, like, okay, cool. I'm a season ticket holder. You've been, t- I can't buy tickets, but I can go to Stat Pat. Hey, Stat Pat, buy me some, some tickets, tickets and I can go to the game. Nobody's going to recognize me because they don't know what my face looks like. If you go and put somebody on the jumbotron, you call TMZ and put their face on there you know you have a couple photos of that player that did bad activity now you know people are gonna be wait a minute are you when they're at the market when they're at the market are you that you that guy that threw that thing (laughs) you know then they're gonna be embarrassed right because he and they should be it brings shame right it brings shame and that's what they that's what needs to happen that's what needs to happen (laughs) and then that's where they go i need my shame bill yeah his thing there's plenty of money. What are they going to do? They're going to try to sue for defamation of character, all this stuff. We got way more money. Yeah. Let, let, let's go, yeah, let's go do through this. Let, let's have a full-blown court case about for defamation of character about what you did to our league and how you're trying to affect that. Yeah. We Trust me, our money way longer than yours. Yeah. And that, Besides, and, and, they have a point. They're not lying. The if they did it, they did it. It's on yeah, camera. That's what that is. We, got, we have to put these people on blast. Put these people on blast, they'll stop doing it. All and, right. If not, you're going to have another incident like um, mm-hmm. you know, Ron Artest and Jason mm-hmm. Jackson. And right. you can't blame them. Right. Again, exactly. We were talking. It brought that whole subject up again. And you're thinking, OK, so Ron Artest is laying on the scorer's table and someone throws a Coke, hits him right in the face. What would you do? You react. I mean, you just. Him. Yeah. yeah. At least they were begging Look, for it. What these people don't realize. Again, protect the players. Hey, what these people don't realize, though, and, and, you know, and I'm not saying I want anything to happen. Mm-hmm. But you got some people from Oakland. You got some people. <laughs> you got some people from from Bronx. Take you care know. of it. Hey man. Hey, look around. Watch around. You know. You know. Make sure nothing, nobody do nothing to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They yeah. may get your face, and then you know they may get kidnapped or something. I'm just. I'm not saying I won't get. <laughs> you don't know what happened. I'm not saying. Yeah. Mask way. You don't yeah. know what yeah. happened. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like. <laughs> All right. Thank you, buddy. Mike. Look, I do not condone violence. Okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that. that. I'm, I'm just saying. saying it could I'm happen. I'm not saying that potentially. <laughs> These things can happen. Things happen. Yeah. You know. All right. So uh, if you follow the show, you know that we always finish the show with a great segment that we call Money Mike's Out of Bounds. And we are at that time of the show where this is where Money yes. Mike is going to tell us his opinion on a certain situation. And he wants to know, do we think he's out of bounds with his thoughts? Money Mike, you have the floor. Go ahead. Clubhouse, you got to agree with me, though. But I know this is way preliminary, but I'm loving to see what's going on over in New York. Michael, am I out of bounds to say Trey Young is the new Reggie Miller? 
<laughs> we'll start with you, Crispy. Oh man. <laughs> I I have heard this, you know, a couple of times today, matter of fact, in the <laughs> streets. So I'm gonna have to agree with you on this one, Mike. Uh, yes. I don't think that's balance at all, man. He he's gonna um and I'm from New York, so you know, <laughs> I, I got a special love for the New York Knicks and I want it I I want to see them do well and be successful, but Trey Young, <laughs> that's a bad man. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna end it. He's gonna end it. I would I would say um you're inbounds. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um and the reason why I say inbounds is to echo what, what Crispy was saying. The, the the fact that he's bad, he's bad, dude. But I, what I like about him is the fact that he is embracing the villain role. So mm-hmm. it doesn't even matter what series it's gonna be. <laughs> it can be him against Indiana. You're gonna talk trash to him. He's gonna be bringing that trash talk back to you. He's gonna single out whoever's in the front row that's your big celebrity. He's gonna talk trash to that person. He mm-hmm. embraces this villain role now in a way that only Re- Reggie Miller did before him. Like no one really wants to be the villain. Like like Reggie wanted to be mm-hmm. villain, and this guy is, is is taking on that and be like, yeah, I'm your Huckleberry. Like I definitely will be here ready for you. You know, he's I, I love it, man. We haven't had this kind of like that kind of sauciness, yeah, yeah, I'm loving, I'm like, you know, in, in the league in a long time. So I like it. And it's cool. the Knicks though, I, so it's good. I think he, he gets it. Huh? I think he gets it. Yeah. So I'm with you there. But go to clubhouse right, and see what they have to with say. Mike, man, I need, need one person to agree with me. Who's gonna agree with me? Only pick your mic if you agree. Only blink your mic if you agree. <laughs> okay. Damn, right, Alan. Alan. <laughs> Controlling the narrative. <laughs> Alan, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we compare, I mean, we, we always think about uh, Reggie Miller as, as, you know, one of the greater three-point shooters back in the day and just being how clutch he was. And and for, for us to say that Ice Trey is, is the new Reggie Miller, I think it's not too far-fetched. He's only in his third season, and he's already balling out. And they're calling him baby Steph. Um, you know, he's only going up from here and he's this is his first playoffs and he's he's just he's really just balling out and he's living up to the moment. And so I have to agree with you. You're 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 right on. He he's 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 not like uh, Reggie because he's much shorter, but I think he he's clutch like Reggie. Mm-hmm. He's got the attitude. Man, I love it, man. Anybody, I'm 100. percent Anybody else on Clubhouse? Anybody can, else? Can we ruin this 100 yeah, percent record? Yeah. Is there, does anybody want to disagree with me? I know you don't. Who's looking at Mike? <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, this this is a rare situation where I think you're totally in bounds. Nice. And now they've got someone taking that away. So this is Trey's going to live in uh, infamy there. That is awesome. I love it. All right. All right. You're good, Mike. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you like, this is the first time you've ever been like 100%. 100%. Yeah. So I, I think, I think this was a layup, bro. You need to. <laughs> you need to <laughs> hey, we know what this, here's the thing, though, because he. I mean, I that's that's what I felt, honestly, what I felt. But yeah. I, I was like, he doesn't have the history, though. He doesn't have the years and years and years of doing it. So it. Th- that's what I was concerned about. Mm-hmm. And, He's you know, and, and another thing about that real quick, I know the show is almost over. You think about that trade between Luca and Trey and everybody thought that Dallas oh, got yeah. the better end. Oh, yeah. You just kind of wonder now, like, because I feel like Luca is kind of plateaued and I think Trey is still coming up. Yeah, but Luca's still better right now. Now you're out of bounds. Now you're out of bounds. You have to push it. Because <laughs> I'm about to say, man, you ain't seen Lucas hey, Miller's in the stairs? Michael, Michael, Allison. Allison, I heard Michael, that. Allison, all right, cool. You know, well, uh, good thing I didn't say that. All right. Perfect. <laughs> all right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us and for listening to the Profanity Nation. Crispy, thank you so much for taking part in the show. Thank you so much for everything you do for the fan club. Can you please let all of of our listeners know the best way to get in touch with the fan club and keep up with what you've got going on. Oh yeah, absolutely. You guys can um go to IG and type in Lakers Nation CH and um we should pop right up. Go you can also visit Twitter, type in Lakers Nation CH and um we also pop up. Um we just also started a YouTube channel um that we'll be uploading content to in the future. Um you guys can subscribe through that through our link tree on IG. And, um, yeah, just tap in with us, um, hop on Clubhouse, type in um, the Los Angeles Lakers fan club um, under the club search, and you'll run right into us. But we appreciate the fans and all the support and you guys as well. And I also want to shout out to our partner, 81 Vino, Wine by Terrell Owens. So you guys can visit 81vino.com and um, enter in the promo code CRISPY to, re- to receive 10% off any bottle of wine. 
And um, I appreciate the time once again, Profanity Nation. Thank you, Crispy. And that's yeah. Crispy with a K. So when yes, you sir. enter that code, enter Crispy with a K in order to get that deal. And that's an awesome deal, by the way. Yeah. Um, I just want to reiterate, yep. this is the best way to be amongst, you know, 20, 30, 40 people at minimum. Hundreds. And, and hundreds, too. You know, just to watch a game. Yeah. Every game. Um, watch know, parties. They, there's watch parties. There's mashup. There's banter back and forth. And this is the best way to do it. And you just meet new friends, man. These people in here are great. Los yep. Angeles Lakers fan club, the best clubhouse, club best clubhouse. club in clubhouse, best group, but not only that, but definitely the best Los Angeles Lakers group. That's for sure. Thank you. As always, everybody, thank you for listening to the profanity nation. I am Simsta money, Mike, stat, Pat crispy. Thank you for joining us. Everybody on clubhouse, Marco Nunez, AD get better soon. We out. We out this bitch. We out this bitch. Thank Jeez. you. guys. We'll talk to you soon. Be sure to visit the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center for all your 420 needs. They have everything from baby jeeters to stizzy cartridges, fuzzies, pre-rolls, great deals on apes, raw garden diamonds. They have your gear. They have Papa and Barkley relief patches. After a hard workout, you need those CBDs. You know that. They have plenty of edibles to choose from. Be sure to hit up the Pure Life Alternative Wellness Center. The Profanity Nation is now the official podcast of the Los Angeles Lakers fan club on Clubhouse. Be sure to join over 5,000 strong and growing. Also, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt. Again, text Lakers to 22828 for a chance to win a free t-shirt.